2: www.thebibelive.com or mail your check for the Bible Live to P.O. Box 1888 that's P.O. Box 1888 San Antonio, Texas 78218 Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live, your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Sophie Dollar.
4: All right, we are in the house. Thank you for being with us for The Bible Live quiz show. This is our Sunday night program where we talk about and discuss and throw out a few questions out on the airwaves for you to be able to kind of discuss the Bible readings from this past week. We read uh, the last chapters of the book of Leviticus uh, on Monday and Tuesday and then uh, on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. And then we got into the book of Matthew just in time here for the celebration of the birth of Jesus of Nazareth. In uh, Christmas time, we moved right into the Gospel of Matthew in the New Testament, which of course talks about the birth of Jesus the Messiah as well. So we're uh, we're discussing the the last chapters of the Book of Leviticus, uh, with this great central theme of holiness and worship uh, to God, and God is uh, establishing the. Um, Giving direction to the people of Israel, there they are still camped at the base of Mount Sinai uh, a couple of years they spend there, and God is teaching them, reminding them of who they are as his people, the people of uh Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the covenant relationship that with them uh so they're being reminded of who they are, whose they are, who they belong to as as their God. And they, I guess, the, the Ten Commandments are issued, Jacob, right? Oh, and yeah. Actually. By the way, hi. Good to see oh, you. Oh, <laughs> well,
5: thank you so much. And I well, hope thank you're having you a so good much. Christmas season I as do well. have a question for you. Yes, us. yes, yes. Have you heard about the pastor that was uh, in his children's uh, Sunday school class?
4: I, I've heard several stories uh-huh. that begin with that.
5: Well, and he asked all the kids to, uh, since we're doing Matthew tonight, he said, I'd like you all to draw a picture of Mary. Jesus and Joseph, going down to Egypt. Uh-huh. And so all the children did that, uh, except for one kid. He drew an airplane with four people in the cockpit. And the uh, <laughs> pastor looked and said, well, why did you draw an airplane? He says, well, because it, you said they flew with haste to Egypt. <laughs> and, the, and and then the, the preacher said, well, why is there four people? And he says, well, and the child said, well, it's Mary, Joseph, Jesus, and their pilot Pontius Pilate.
4: <laughs> oh, children, children, children. Uh, there's nothing more fun than what children take away from Bible stories, right? I, I, I've got lots of jokes and lots of humorous stories about the things that children get uh, out of uh, out of Christmas. Well, not just Christmas, but out of Bible stories in general. What is it? Uh, um, Oh, there's one about uh, Jesus and uh, his birth, and uh, oh yeah, the child draws a picture of the nativity scene, uh-huh. and he's got the he's got Joseph and Mary, and he's got Jesus in the in the uh, uh, manger, and he's got the cows, and he's got the wise men, and this, and but there's this there's this one other fellow over in the side, it, it, there's another guy in the picture. And they say, well, who's that? And what does he say? He <laughs> Enough people have heard the joke. You could finish it out for me, I'm sure. But he says... Uh,
5: Maybe that could be our first question.
4: Because
5: <laughs> it's, obvi- it's obvious you forgot.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was telling the story. It, it, it comes from one of the Christmas songs. Uh, round it, That's Round John Virgin. Round John.
5: Oh, Round John. Uh,
4: <laughs> Little fat fellow over I in the corner around sure. John. Anyway, uh we we start off on a lighter note there. But we are um gonna be discussing some of the questions from Leviticus and jumping then from the theme of worship and holiness and and you brought up a great idea here, a great segue. Did, did I? Yes, you uh, did from the book of Leviticus, of course. God is instituting for the people of Israel there at the base of Mount Sinai, uh he's instituting their the the religious system and processes that they get the uh they get the plan for the um for the tabernacle this portable worship center that they go along with for uh 40 or more years now or, or more than that actually the the tabernacle doesn't actually go out of use but it does oh, a- after they move into the promised land doesn't it yeah i guess the tabernacle it still is there but it
5: well, they they uh, yes, it's still there, but of course it became obsolete when they <clears throat> built the temple.
4: When the temple was built, yeah. but I think they had already kind of stopped with the tabernacle. Uh, yes, they. But it wasn't a function of stopping; it was a function of their kind of their falling into error and worshiping. You know, going back to their old worship. You know the Canaanite worship habits or what are pagan gods and so on. the 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 tabernacle kind of fell out of use evidently it's not mentioned that much it doesn't seem like like in Samuel. I know it is Eli and Samuel and all, but all right. doesn't it kind of Decline. Maybe we can talk about that when we get there. Yeah,
5: when we get there. Yeah, uh, once we want to get into the promised land.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so, but we know that this uh, tabernacle uh, endures it, uh, at the very least for the time during the um, during the forty years of uh, wandering in the wilderness, as they say, before they do actually. Um, well, here's go into thought. The promised land. Uh
5: huh. Uh, One of the three original patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Mm -hmm. one of them never left the land of Israel. And how does that compare
4: to Jesus? Interesting. Maybe someone can answer that question. They might. Which one of the three, Abraham, Isaac, or Uh Jacob, never left the land of Israel? Do we happen to have a phone number? John's holding up a sign. And if you would like to... Give us the answer to that question uh-huh. or your view, and maybe discuss it a bit. Uh-huh. Uh, you can give us a call at 210-340-9585. Yeah, John was holding up I know. Sign. John is so helpful that way. Yeah. 210-340-9585. Merry Christmas, John. Good to see you, pal. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, there you go. You can tell us which one of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob, never left Canaan never left hint? the Promised Land. You want a hint? No, we don't. No hints. No okay. hints. I'll
5: tell you what. There's somebody... only three.
4: For goodness' sake, I mean, really, you could even you could got one third odds just without anything. You know, even if you don't have any pl- any you're, you're idea. You also
5: have a couple of evens.
4: Yeah, <laughs> that's true true.
5: So, but it's similar to Jesus because <laughs> did Jesus ever leave? According to the Gospels, ever leave Israel?
4: That's a good question because uh, well, don't you? Do you think he did or did not? Uh, I thought he went up to Phoenicia to that Phoenician woman that we read about in in our it's, readings this it's week. In
5: your questions this evening.
4: Yeah, it's but was that out? She's of?
5: she's a synco Phoenician woman. Uh huh. But that takes place in Israel.
4: Does it? Okay. Yeah, so. All right. We'll see. I didn't. That know. was actually
5: I, your question. Uh,
4: yeah, it's there somewhere. I know.
5: Yeah, know I saw that.
4: Uh, we're both looking for it, folks. Uh, and, and you have a wonderful piece of information about that experience, that passage. And uh, I thought we covered that this week. I'm pretty sure we did.
5: You did. Uh, you absolutely did.
4: Because I remember uh, reading. And so we going to Oh, it's your
5: last question. It's the last Thir- question. 32, yeah, yeah, 32.
4: sure. Thirty-two. Uh, uh, Seek. Sink, Seek. Sink, Cinco Phoenician. Sinai. uh, 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 Syria, yeah.
5: Syria Phoenician, yeah. That was the religion.
4: Yeah. That's uh what
5: it's telling you is isn't just necessarily the region she's from, but that was her religion.
4: That's the one that supposedly Jesus called a dog. Yes, and he didn't do that. He didn't do that. So we'll talk about that during the hour here, all right? Uh, You can give us a call, 210-340-9585, if you want to weigh in or talk about Christmas or talk about Messiah being born or talk about anything biblical. Maybe there's another passage or something. Did
5: Jesus give Christmas presents? (laughs)
4: <laughs> you, we were joking about that before the uh show about jesus with his giving his disciples time off to go home for christmas i, that's <laughs> that, right, I thought yeah. that was, a funny thought. Anyway, um, I he was the first present. He was the best. God gave his well, very best gift to boy, us. you that's, pulled
5: yourself out of that. Yeah,
4: man. that's why we give presents, folks, just in case of young people or somebody's listening. Why do we give these presents? Well, it's because God gave the very verse, first gift uh, to us, to humanity, the, our, the redemption and our Savior and Messiah and so in memory and in observance of that we too now as we we give we love to give to our loved ones and give gifts that make them happy and fulfill them and help them and that's just just kind of our response to god's generous generosity as well that's kind of what i grew up in, when i grew up in the orphanage uh I, I came away from 12 years growing up from age 5 to 18 in an orphanage i came away with that view that That, you know, gift giving, I I don't mind it. A lot of people kind of resent it. And so I'm not that good at it. My wife is really good, loves to do that. And my daughter, they loved it. So we, we, but we love to see the gifts. I love to see the children opening the gifts and so on. And, and of course, reminding them as well that the, we give these gifts because God gave the first gift. He was the one who gave us his son. Uh, So that's, that's kind of a little bit of a part of our family approach to these things well anyway we're going to we've got some questions for you do we want to put out a couple of things or do we just want to yeah let's
5: go ahead and do one or two
4: before we jump into matthew and the birth of jesus of nazareth let's kind of make the transition from leviticus we genesis uh, exodus we've read those now we, we got to leviticus at the base of mount sinai god is nation building he's He's establishing the Levitical order. The, the the Aaron becomes the first high priest, uh, the brother of Moses, and the Levites become the tribe that uh, that look after the spiritual concerns of the nation. They serve the nation in that sense of uh, of of helping them um, in their worship and ke- to keep God at the center of their personal and national life. So the Levi- the Levites were there. Um, uh, the high priest always was the descendant of aaron but the other the other levitical tribes was cohen and um uh
5: yeah the levites did all temple service yeah but the descendants of aaron were the priests
4: were the priests and the levites took care of the temple the the the, the not only the temple later on but the the, the tabernacle and they all had a function as well. The priesthood did. They had a function of looking out for the nation's health. Uh, uh, there were some you know, things that they would inspect if someone had leprosy and so on. We read about that in homes, make sure their homes were healthy. There was no mold in the homes and so on. It's interesting, the role of the of the priests. They also had a part in the national uh, judicial system. They, uh, they helped judges. judge and yes, uh, serve know. as judges sure. for the different... Tribes, and later on, they had these refuge cities. Uh, I know that the, there was some relationship there to the to the uh, high priests and mm-hmm. to the judges as well uh,
5: if you went to a refuge city, uh you're sentenced that you had to stay there for in inad- inadvertently uh killing somebody mm-hmm. accidentally uh, I guess
4: what we would call maybe manslaughter or accidental... well
5: probably uh, uh, uh you, sometimes the death doesn't result from negligence because mm-hmm. murder is intent mm-hmm. and the homicide, manslaughter is uh, is negligent. However, sometimes accidents happen and nobody's involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's suppose you were chopping a tree. And this is actually an example uh, that's given from ancient Jewish literature. Mm-hmm. You're chopping a tree. And uh, the axe head flies off, hits somebody in the head and kills them. Now, assuming there was no negligence there, it just happened. Well, the family may be pretty angry about that of the fellow that died, and they may want to take some revenge, so you got to run over to one of those refuge cities. Now, how long does he have to stay there?
4: Can I interrupt just a moment? Yes, you I wouldn't said, have it any other way. <laughs> that's the way it generally happens, isn't it? Uh, you said that the family were taking vengeance. Now, the idea uh-huh. of a family or a clan looking out for their own and going to... Well, in a sense, take vengeance. I don't think it was t- seen in that light of taking vengeance, but wasn't there, wasn't that actually a, a recognized legitimate part of the? If someone did commit murder, then then a family member, or uh, representative, could go be the for murder. Yes, there's a title, I think. Y- yeah,
5: I, I, yeah, that would be yeah, for murder. Yes.
4: Uh-huh. Uh It uh, wasn't the vengeance guy. He was the. Um, uh, kind of the designated hitter, I guess. He, would, he was the going to go out there and make things right.
5: But in this particular instance, the mm-hmm. cities of refuge were for people who inadvertently were not really at fault, but somebody might want to hold them at fault. Yes. So they could run to a refuge city. Mm-hmm. And the length of their sentence was until the priest, the high priest that was currently in charge at the temple, until he died. So if he's going to live like 15 years, that's your sentence. Mm-hmm. If you get lucky and he dies two weeks later, you're done.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, that that comes later when we, when the people of Israel go into the Promised Land and they the allotment the the, the apportionment of the of the the different um, uh, tribes get different pieces of land, and then of course these refuge cities are established. Then uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit there, but that but the idea is that the priesthood. The priests here were were involved more than just preaching and and, and helping with the sacrifices and the services and they had a role in the in the society in the community in in Israel to uh, the, there were other roles that they carried uh, responsibilities they had to serve the nation as as the uh, the, na- the the tribe of the priesthood so we we saw that in all of that in the book of Leviticus. And of course you were saying that the real good kind of segue is that in the in the New Testament now in the book of Hebrews for example in particular we see that now that that Jesus has become the Messiah uh, has become the high priest he is now uh, uh he entered into the holy of holies he's made the sacrifice uh, he is he is both made the sacri- he is the sacrifice and the priest in that case uh and that he now is our high priest, and that we now have become, we find that in Hebrews as well, We and Peter talks about this, that we are a royal priesthood, that we as believers now, those of us who have come to faith and come to be a part of the people of God through faith in Jesus the Messiah, uh, even us Gentiles who dra- grafted into Israel now, we now have become a royal priesthood. In, in our role, uh, we are... We represent God to man, humanity through our witness and helping pe- remind people of God and bringing people to faith in God. And we represent people to God in that we pray for others and and, uh, and serve others in their relationships. So in that sense, uh, Peter and Hebrews both point out, too, that we there's a sense of priesthood that we share now as God's people. We, we uh, serve in that role, representing God to people and people to God. So that's... That's a good segue. That's a good way to move. Then from uh, from the Book of Leviticus, with all of these festival days and these celebrations, and Passover and Yom Kippur and and so and so on, we move now in transition to the fulfillment. See, a lot of those things, a lot of the things we read about. Uh, well, I would say all of the things. Jesus, the, the Messiah. Is the central figure of the figure of the redemptive plan of God, and so everything, uh, everything points toward m- Messiah. has has uh, um, an, an application as we remember uh, in terms of the redemptive plan. Now, there are, there are facts and there are events and things that that tell us things about how to live and how to behave, and and we see God acting to protect His people Israel, and so that. They can continue to be that conduit, that witness for God, and be the 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 nation group that brings the Messiah into the world. But uh, everything, eventually, everything points forward in the redemptive plan of God to the work of Messiah. He fulfills it. Even the animal sacrifices, even the even the priesthood, even the tabernacle itself, its design, and so on. Um, we understand uh, from the New Testament that, that all of that, all of those, were ways of pointing forward. Uh, to uh, the redemptive plan of God in the redemptive plan pointing forward to Messiah. So that's that's our, my story. That's our faith and trust as believers, as followers of Jesus. And uh, that brings us then to the New Testament. Um, Matthew, is that good enough, Jason, Jacob? Or would you I, add I, something no, i to I that? No,
5: think, I think you fairly well captured. The only thing I did notice you left out was uh, the thing about the coal and the stockings hung by the chimney.
4: Oh, that's good. I think I want you to tell that. We've got a little time before we break. Let's let's intro Matthew, Uh Uh and then I want to talk a little bit about this character Santa Claus, where Ah, he comes from. Santa Claus. Now, this is extra biblical. He's not in the Bible. We don't have (laughs) no, No, he's not. He's not there. But uh, so... uh, we we had a huge celebration of Christmas out at the Lackland Air Force Base with the basic trainees this morning. Well over two thousand, huge attendance. Wow. Uh, just a wonderful morning. It was a great. So time. you had like how many? Oh well, about two thousand two hundred, two thousand three hundred, and and that's a lot of folks. Hundreds and hundreds of San Antonio families wow. baked cookies and and sent in brownies, so they wow. had cookies and brownies. Did you and bring we, candy me any brownies each... this evening? No, we didn't have any left over, brother. Oh boy! I mean, they they really ate them up, and 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 then hundreds of Amarillo fam- uh, Amarillo San Antonio families also uh, uh, wrote. Christmas cards, personal Christmas cards and greetings to these uh, these young men and women who are serving our country at Lackland and uh, coming into the Air Force, and so every one of them got Christmas cards from a family that because so many of them are away from their ha- family and homes for the first time, many of them uh, here at Christmas, and so uh, the, to get a Christmas card from so many of you folks, thank you for responding. Every year you respond so graciously and generously. To send Christmas cards and and a special little treat this year, there there are hundreds of these trainees that are married. They young married couples and they have a child back home that they're away from their child at Christmas time. So it's, the it's husbands and the time.
5: wives come and leave their child.
4: Yeah, the husband, uh, not husband, and the wife, because they're not usually both. But they come to basic oh. training. Uh-huh. You know, the government says you got to be here, and so they're away from their child. Oh, I see. Christmas. But
5: they but each person's spouse is probably ta- yeah back, back home, home taking yeah, care taking of care, child. Yeah. I thought you meant that they came as a couple and somebody else take care of their kids.
4: No, no, no. That's so special about the eighth uh, week after they graduate from basic training, they come to our class one more time. Uh-huh. But this time they are airmen. They've they've graduated now. They're and their moms and dads and. Sweethearts and husbands and wives have come with sure. their children, sure. and so often they're just seeing their children again after eight after two months. Sure. and there is always oh, a great, it's a beautiful service that we have with them uh, to celebrate that. But I'm just saying sure. that this morning, uh, so many of these young people, they got a, every one of them got a wonderful Christmas card and greeting, uh, a, a, a faith Christ centered Christmas card for sure. their sure. to encourage okay. them, and then those who had children. Uh, hundreds of San Antonio children uh-huh. wrote cards to them, Wow. and they got a they got a Christmas card or two from a child, saying. And it, you kind
5: you kind of administrate this, don't
4: you? Oh yeah, it's it's a joy. We do that every well. That's what we do. That's my bread and butter. It really, besides, uh, it's not just the radio, but that's what we do. Working with the crew, military out there, but um, it's it so it's so wonderful. A lot of tears are shed. They're so touched by the generosity and the love and uh, and the concern and the well wishing of, of our community to them. So I want to say a big thank you to all San Antonians who helped us do that. It's like it's like our celebration at Thanksgiving. We have hundreds of families that open their home and they receive a basic trainee to come uh, or two to come and share a Thanksgiving meal with them at Thanksgiving. We just did that a month ago. And uh, now we've come to Christmas, and again, we've shown ourselves to be Military City USA and and to care about these young men and women and to thank them for their service to our nation. It uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful day, a beautiful morning. Uh, I don't know why I started telling you that, except that um, what we were going to talk about, Uh, all things Christmassy and and so on. You were
5: talking about gifts and Nicholas.
4: Oh, yeah, Nicholas, St. Nicholas. Well, we're going to run out of time, I think, before I I get to that. But we're going to come back and talk about St. Nicholas. Maybe take a call or two. Yeah, sure. Harold is on the phone. Uh, Harold, we'll get to you. I don't want to cut you short, so I'm going to go ahead and get the, the uh, break behind us. And then uh, we'll uh, come back and take Harold's okay. call. And any of our other listeners that want to call in, the phone number is 210. That's the area code 340. 340- Ninety-five, eighty-five. So uh-huh. you'll be able to give us a call. We'll talk about Saint Nick. Okay, where he came from. The Nick Claus, uh-huh. Saint but Santa Claus,
5: not in the Bible. right?
4: Okay, not not in the Bible. Nice. But we'll we'll take a moment for him, and then uh, then we'll come back. Okay. So go out with the uh, Hallelujah Chorus. I've got a wonderful story I read this week about the Hallelujah Chorus. Maybe I'll tell that as well. Okay. Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back with more from the Bible Live Quiz Show.
3: Well, like you say, Dr. Shelton is a dentist for a lifetime. He's got the latest technology. He's busy, but I've never had to wait. And I never dread going to the dentist. In fact, he and his staff are so personable that I actually rather enjoy it.
4: Go to DrShelton.com or call 590-7878. When we
2: accept God's leading in our lives, we have many new things about his loving guidance to treasure and ponder. Welcome to today's encouragement from our daily bread. Today's reading is titled "Pondering," and it was written by David McCaslin. During Oswald Chambers' years at the Bible Training College in London, he often startled students with the things he said during his lectures. One young woman explained that because discussion was reserved for the following mealtime together, Chambers would frequently be bombarded with questions and objections. She recalled that Oswald would often simply smile and say, Just leave it for now. It will come to you later. He encouraged them to ponder the issues and allow God to reveal His truth to them. To ponder something is to concentrate and think deeply about it. After the events leading to the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, followed by the appearance of angels and the shepherds who came to see the Messiah, Luke 2.19 says, Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. New Testament scholar W.E. Vine said that ponder means to throw together, confer, to put one thing with another in considering circumstances. When we struggle to understand the meaning of what's happening in our lives, we have Mary's wonderful example of what it means to seek God and His wisdom. When we, like her, accept God's leading in our lives, we have many new things about His loving guidance to treasure and ponder in our hearts. Take inspiration from Scripture wherever you go with the Our Daily Bread mobile app. You can set reminders to read the devotionals and even take notes. Visit getodbtoday.org. Today's encouragement was provided by our Daily Bread Ministries.
0: If you're looking for a church to call home, start your search with the church directory at AM630theword.com. There you'll find hundreds of churches near you.
1: Churches like
0: Agape Christian Church,
1: Trinity Baptist,
0: River City Community Church,
1: Cavalry Chapel of San Antonio,
0: Freedom Fellowship,
1: Riverview Cavalry Chapel,
0: His Life Fellowship,
1: Alamo City Bible Church,
0: and Calvary Chapel Solid Rock.
1: Or make sure your home church is listed so others can find you.
0: It's the church directory directory at am630theword.com.
1: Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. With the release of his 10th studio album, Love, Canadian singer Michael Buble is back from a two-year hiatus to give his fans a taste of both classic and original songs, featuring covers of artists such as Nat King Cole, The Flamingos, Elvis Presley, and Chris Christopherson. It was a night, oh, what a night, it was such a night Oh, the moon was bright Oh, how bright it was It really was Such a night Each of these jazz-influenced tunes centers on themes such as the power of family and the everlasting bonds we share. And though a few sensual moments do turn up, the better part of this upbeat album revisits the age-old, inherently human desire to simply love and be loved. For the full review, visit PluggedIn.com slash radio. I'm Bob Olaszewski for Focus on the Family, Plugged In. Find out more about your favorite
2: programs and the ministries on AM630 The Word by going to the program guide at am630theword.com. There, you'll get connected to the ministry website, email, and phone number. Plus, find out when your favorite show airs on the program guide at am630theword.com.
4: Christmas, joyous Christmas, every pure heart is filled with a song that is praising the Savior, for the glory and the blessing that has brightened our way since Jesus was born Christmas Day. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Counselor. Is thrown to a manger, mighty God, Prince of Peace. Soon he is coming again. 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 This is Christmas, joyous Christmas. Every pure heart is filled that is are well, listening to some of these converted Christian songs. I told you I was going to put them on the website, and I did. If you'd like to uh, go to our website, thebiblelive.com, you can find uh, there are five or six or seven uh, secular Christmas songs that someone has written, some Christ-centered, God-honoring uh, words to the lyrics to these. This is Silver Bells, if you recognize the melody. Silver Bells, you know. But someone has made it about Messiah. So you can go to com if you'd like. Download those and maybe you can use them. And maybe they Good for you, pal. Hey, what a voice. You sound like uh, Frank Sinatra there for the moment. But anyway, you can go download those. Maybe they'll be helpful and handy for you for your Christmas uh, celebration and get together with your family uh, here in the day or so. So... Um, Speak to the. Uh, you are holding up a sign for me that says, "Speak to the use of the word counselor." Uh, it's it, this, that's a quote from the scriptures, of course. It
0: uh,
4: is um, uh, Isaiah. Yeah, uh, counselor. Yeah, Isaiah um, sixty. Uh, uh-huh. Which one I forgot? Yeah, I we'll was just say Isaiah seven
5: maybe. Yeah. Uh,
4: but uh, well, why don't yeah, you tell us will. about
5: the? Okay, you t- want j- to tell us some about Hallelujah? Then let's okay. let's How go to a ya- call.
4: Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, of course, I I just read the story of Queen Victoria. Uh, At some point, I may miss a detail here, get it wrong, but at some point, uh, as Europe, when Handel's Messiah first came, that it was a tremendous hit and a great, great uh, uh, success. And when they would listen to it, it became customary at the hallelujah chorus for the people to stand. But the... the, um, mm, the queen, the kings, royalty never didn't do that. Oh. Uh, they would remain, uh, and uh, it, it is said that the debut of the Hallelujah Chorus in London, that the when they were listening to it, and when the Hallelujahs came, the the entire uh, audience stood as customary, but against protocol, Queen Victoria also stood and bowed, oh. which is a I remember the first time I heard that as a kid or somewhere I heard the story. I thought I-, I was just so touched that a king would bow, a king bowing I think before she the was a queen, king. a queen bowing before the just, king. Just uh, just off the top, yeah, of yeah, top of my yeah, head. Yeah, top know? of my head. I don't know. I get it, but that's it was so touching a thought. Well, anyway, that's uh, uh, that's my little tidbit. Uh, little well, let's let's take a call
5: because there's been people okay. holding on there for a while. Okay,
4: let's get. it. Hit the button there and hit the hold button and go and talk to our friend Harold, I believe, is on the line. Merry Christmas, Harold.
6: Merry Christmas. How's it going?
4: Hang on. Thank you for your patience. What's going on in Harold's world?
6: Well, I was real peaceful for a minute. I was watching a commercial with these IHOP pancakes. Someone had to to go get me some after this.
4: Was that the green ones?
6: Yeah, I won't eat the green ones, but, uh, you know, because I'm I'm a Grinch. (laughs) No, not really. You know, my sister Betty. You remember, uh, she she paid for a trip back in July for everybody to go, so everybody can go to Rio doso, New Mexico. Yeah. And she called my son and fiance, and my her son and and my mother and I were kind of upset about it back then. You no, know, because that's,
4: that's Apache territory, pal.
6: Yeah, I do remember that there's a. I forget what she looked up, but there was a name of Apache Indian there, uh-huh. and I just don't. I just don't remember. Not just one, but sure. you know, uh, a name. Soapy and, Dollar. But, you know, Soapy
4: Dollar. Yeah. Something. That,
6: that's Soapy it. Dollar Indian. <laughs> well, you know. So what happened it, when all this first went down? It didn't go over well, and because uh, it was in the middle of July, and Mama said, "Well, you know what, Harold." You and I just stay home and get drunk. That's what we're going to do. Of course, (laughs) that ain't what we're doing. No. But so now that it came, you know, as time was going on, I was explaining to Harold, you know, he's my son. He's 24, almost 25. Oh, my
3: goodness. I said, Harold,
6: I want you to take this time and be with your mother. And it's a good time for your mother and you and your fiancé to have some time without me in the middle of it. And I am going to be with my mother. And... I'm not sure what, what we were going to do, but I've been over there. I've been off since Friday. Uh-huh. So I've been over there every day. We've been out to eat at least once a day and, uh, just looking through pictures and old, you know, things in my dad's shed and talking about everything. And, uh, you know, I've left my mother alone mm-hmm. enough. You know, you know, I'm 64 and she's 84, oh, almost, goodness. almost 84. She still drives around, but you know, when we're young, we just leave home. That's what we do. And uh, we just don't give parents, us, myself, a second thought. And that's what I did for many years.
4: Well, that's Because, you know, topic. they're
6: right down the road. But getting back to this um, Jesus. Um, yeah, back to yeah, the Bible here. Yeah, actually, does anybody there believe in God? That's what I want to know. I like to start out that way every day with a Bible study. If I get a yes, I'm in the right place. You're in the right place, my friend. Oh, praise the Lord, because it's very (laughs) aggravating. (laughs) But anyway, um, what I was also thinking, you brought up the military stuff and everything. And, of course, my son is going through some of that right now at uh, UTSA. And um, I was thinking, you know, when it says one nation under God, Mm -hmm. indivisible, we are not Are we a nation under many gods now? I'm not sure how Trump has to deal with all that, and maybe that's part of the problem. You know, we're not all with just one God anymore. That's a lot of nations here. We're not just one nation under God. I don't know how I got onto that, but that's been disturbing. But Jesus, the idea of Jesus dying and um, coming back from the dead Mm -hmm. and focusing on that part of it more, I'm not saying y'all, but there's a lot of studies that focus on dying and resurrection and then what happened afterwards. I think if to me, I like to focus a lot on everything that he said and, and did that is more important than, uh, of course I understand the reason and all that stuff, but you know, Mark, Mark has an interesting- uh, verse. It's mark sixteen eight, and people that read the Bible a lot, they probably realize that after chapter after verse eight, there was later on, they added about another nine verses. Uh-huh. But I think it would have been fine. The, the original it says, let's see mark sixteen eight. it says, "The woman fled the women fled from the tomb, trembling, bewildered, and they said nothing." to anyone because they were frightened. Now, just before that, they were told to go tell everyone. You know, that that's what was added afterwards. But something was, I was just wondering within myself, what it was enough for these people to, these women and these people right here, to go through everything they went through with him while he was alive. And to me, that was enough for them, and I guess throughout history they added all you know the other nine verses or whatever you know to make it. Well, I don't know. That,
4: not to leave that just sort of kind of hanging out there. It sounds like, uh, yeah, there, there is something that happened. What what they did, of course, is they discovered in later later copies. You have a wealth of copies of the New Testament. That's that. That's um, that's one of the things about the New Testament that's particularly helpful is that it was early it was written early in terms of the distance from the facts in the time that it was written uh it, it was an early an early a uh, short distance between the event and the, the record of the event and then secondly that there were uh, there were many copies now you would think that would be a disadvantage but actually it turns out to be advantage in terms of finding out what was the original uh what what was the original message and so uh, because you can compare one with another, with another with another, and find and trace back. They each have their own history, and you can get a better picture of exactly what was written. Uh, and so that that's what happened here. We some of the older versions of Mark, they got back to where they had these endings, and they weren't quite sure which one is the actual ending. Or which, and so they include them both, but they put the footnote that these are. Uh, we're not sure what happened here. If this was added, or if it, maybe the other was didn't contain it. Uh, so it, it's it's a little that's pretty good. It's a little murkier than just saying well somebody added it later. Uh, it, it, it's just in um, when you have when you analyze all these different copies. Sometimes they said they had to say well, this was an alternative ending that was there. We know about it. We're not exactly sure how it got there. If which. Came first the horse, the chicken or the egg? Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. is that my little analysis? Yeah, the there? horse
5: or the chicken? Yeah, what <laughs> <Or> came first? <laughs> which came
4: first? Well, but that anyway, sounds pretty good. Anyway, good, good. That's, okay. that's pretty good. Well, that's a that's a. I appreciate your calling about that, and I really do. And uh, the, about the, the women and, and going and uh, having that it's
6: always of, about the women, isn't it? It tell just tell seems like yeah, and uh, it seems like you know there was another. I think in Luke where it says. The woman left the tomb and told no man. And so I, I don't know if that was supposed that they were not supposed to be hanging around or but for some reason they didn't tell any other man because maybe they, maybe the women wasn't accepted that well. well back you, know, then.
4: you know that the witness of women, uh, was it true that women in the, in the uh, Roman or the Jewish, not uh. Jewish. I don't did, know about I don't know about were, Roman. I think their testimony might not have been uh, with in the uh, Egyptian
5: world and with Muhammad, uh, they uh, it takes two women's testimony to equal one man. Yeah. I don't think that's the way it was back when. I think uh, the it,
4: Romans, the, uh, the woman, the woman in the Roman, the woman was quite vulnerable. Uh, they couldn't own property, and I don't believe they could witness. I'm not sure in the Roman. I'm not sure about the Jewish. In the no, were,
5: where, uh, you'll find, actually, that the women inherited equally in Israel. Their testimony was also taken as equal, and you'll find that in several of the books of okay. the Tanakh, or Old Testament. And in fact, uh, who first established it the oldest known book in the Bible is the Book of Job job with his daughters and yeah. his daughters inherit equally with all the men mm-hmm. so the, the people do tend to mix up the Egyptian or no. the uh,
4: Muslim. well i 'm not so much talking about inheritance as uh-huh. I am as the legal system if they if their if their testimony was accepted as it seems like I've heard something about the Roman, in, in the Roman uh, judicial system, the, the woman was quite vulnerable and they didn't, their testimony was not accepted. But I, I'll have to, maybe someone can give us a. Mm-hmm.
3: a
6: I have just it. one more comment and then I'll I'll go. You know, I, I well, now that I'm older, of course I could say this, but it just seemed like Christmas time when I was young. I mean, I would say almost even to my 40s, early 40s, it was about the presents, the trees, the light. And that—that that was about. Of course, you heard the Jesus stories, baby Jesus, and all that. Sure. But it just seems now that I'm older, it's to me, it's just maybe it, it's just all about Jesus. It's all about. It's always been all about that, but when you're younger, or I don't yeah. know, everybody has a different path. I never thought about it before.
4: <laughs> I yeah, know, I got distracted. I know, I know. All right, I I, we do, but that's I, I, that's why I was explaining earlier that I grew up in an orphanage, and we you know, we got gifts, but we didn't get. It wasn't the same time we're living like today, where everybody you know these extremely expensive things. we we we, we didn't give each other gifts because we didn't have anything to give that much. Uh, So much Uh, the dorm parents, but but people donated things. And so little children got a little toy. And and when you got eight years old and older, usually got maybe a pair of boots or a hat or work gloves, you know, something practical a new pair of pants. Mm -hmm. But but we always connected the gift giving with the fact, as I Mm -hmm. said earlier, that God gave his gift, you know, the the gift of Mm -hmm. the Savior. So it was all it wasn't a big I loved it. I liked it. I didn't mind it, but we really connected it with God. You want a romantic giving. thought? Uh, but I did. We did. I. One thing I was telling Jim earlier, I really did always enjoy watching the children, op- the small children open their gifts. Uh, uh, to me, that's so much fun. And now that I have a five-year-old grandchild, I just love watching uh, him open presents. Yeah. They get so excited. They're so happy with even the. Even the simplest things, you know, it doesn't have to Well, maybe somebody.
6: that's why you're so successful with your Bible shows and your teachings and you put yourself out there because as a child, I mean, you really appreciate things now. And you're yeah. just I maybe extra nice or you're just nicer or you, you like my mother, you know, that they didn't grow up like y'all didn't yeah. grow up like we did, uh-huh. you know, they just grew up with a lot less and they appreciate things a lot more. And I guess you're the same way. But, it might um, be
4: true, it might be true, and I, I'll tell you this just uh, quickly, That I was talking to some of the young men and women out at Lackland, you know, the, the basic trainees as we teach the classes and all, and and I was asking them, and at the beginning of our classes today, I, I took a little time to get them to talk, what does Christmas mean to you this year, What you know, because, you know, every year it kind of takes a little bit of a different flavor, and several of them mm-hmm. mentioned the fact that they grew up very humble, and they didn't have much and gifts, and but that... Uh, 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 maybe that is a little bit of a blessing in disguise that you know to to you're not so, so distracted
6: thanks for calling mm-hmm. harold i appreciate you being- you're welcome and say hi to jacob for me all right <laughs> 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 all
3: He'll
4: right bye-bye you'll weigh, weigh in in a moment i'm sure i appreciate you calling in friend now then, jacob you were going to uh we were talking about we talked about queens elizabeth we talked about the wow. hallelujah chorus uh did i say about queen elizabeth I believe you did. Okay. Okay. And and you were going to give up a thought too.
5: Well, I was just going to say, uh, here's an interesting idea, that suppose uh, in the New Testament Jesus being born was God tithing to the earth. <laughs> okay. A
4: tithe. Yeah. Uh, interesting.
5: Uh-huh. Actually, it comes from an old Jewish idea that uh, God actually has tithed to the earth on certain things.
4: Well, he gave a magnificent gift in, uh-huh. in the Messiah to us. So, uh, yeah, y'all, I have to ponder That's, that I again. know,
5: it's, it's a ponder. I'll be like Mary, I'll ponder that in my heart. Okay, well, as you're pounding your heart, um, <laughs> let's right. talk
4: about... Uh, let's. Well, well, from what Harold just said, though, Harold uh, and others listening, we will get to that theme of the women and the resurrection and them going to tell the men and all, Uh of course, we'll come to that section when we get to the end of Matthew, and we'll discuss that further. But from now, for now, let's go. Uh, we had that question. Anything else about Leviticus? We're you using the priesthood. No, to kinda... nothing
5: else about Leviticus.
4: Let's go to the. I don't even remember talking about Leviticus tonight. <laughs> Let, well, we talked about the tabernacle uh, and the priesthood and uh, uh, the. Remember Aaron and. Uh, the, uh, the, remember, uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. remember yeah.
5: Leviticus.
4: If you if you Levi. wish me the. And so, uh,
5: anyway, but I will say this: you talk about Saint Nicholas. Uh huh. Yeah, that's because the there really was a uh, there was a Saint Nicholas, Santa Saint Nicholas. However, his real name was Nicholas, and that's why
4: some people call him Nick Klaus. And by the title Saint, we know that he was a uh, uh, Christian believer. He was a, a follower. A very pious person, evidently,
5: mm-hmm. and he inherited a great deal of money. But, and he thought and at that time, it was good that uh, they thought that they shouldn't have the wealth.
4: Is now the time to tell where
5: he lived? Sure. And, uh, he, and he, uh, today it's the land of Turkey. Uh-huh. And uh, the story is told reputedly, if, I think it's probably true, uh, that he uh, was to go around and throw money in the windows of needy people. And that's what the tradition of Nicholas, because his name was Nicholas. Would he drop it down the chimney, maybe? No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. But uh, there was one incident in particular where this guy was very poor, and his three daughters were going to be sold in the, probably into prostitution because he didn't have enough money for a dowry mm. to get them married. So Nicholas, because you know, he inherited the money, and he threw enough money in there to take care of the first daughter and the second daughter. And so the father had enough money to do a dowry and get them married so Mm -hmm. they wouldn't be taken as uh, chattel. And the third daughter, when he threw the money in, uh, the father caught him. And his father's the one that exposed him, and that's supposedly where the entire story was exposed about who St. Nicholas was Mm -hmm. because he was later, he didn't want the job, but he was later appointed a bishop of one of the cities that are now in Turkey. So Ah, he became very, very well-known his generosity oh, and, and, how a saint, a, and
4: his giving the idea of the
5: sainthood yeah. i guess i'm sorry i
4: didn't hear what you're saying i was talking <laughs> no that's all i'm sorry to it, don't interrupt me while i'm inter- don't talk to me while i'm interrupting is that yeah, the idea yeah.
5: but anyway but no, so yeah so he actually became a bishop mm-hmm. and people knew about his charity and uh so that's where the story got started and uh, so he was,
4: actually was a person a, a holy saint behind the legend yeah, you know the behind sure. the, the and and let me see It became saint nick saint Nicholas. that who got, the last part nicklas that the clause part right? right santa claus right and i think the british are pretty high on saint nick uh, they they that's he's a principal figure in their celebration of uh, of of christmas but uh yeah, great, great, great. I'd always I'd heard that early, early on too, that it is a man of faith somewhere, a very good Actually pious, I'm I'm told I don't
5: know I uh, my own personality, but I'm told that uh Martin Luther wanted to switch it over from concentrating on the generosity of Nicholas to the generosity of Jesus, but it never really took hold.
4: Hmm. But what? Hey. Yeah, he's, he's, Santa wanna... Claus is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's go and visit with, uh, we have another caller. Yes, this. there's a call at line. Now. Oh, he's uh, uh, Lee. Lee is calling in from here in San Antonio. Good to hear from you, Lee. I hope you and your family are having a, a good Christmas. Actually, uh, we're going to bed right
1: now. <laughs> yes, we will. Is God has always yes. faced
4: God is always faithful.
1: I wanted to answer your question. Isaac never left.
4: It was Isaac. Exactly right. W- did we have no record of Isaac leaving. Uh, no,
5: he is ha- 100% right. Isaac is the one that never left the boundaries of Israel. Now, why is that important, Jacob? What, er- well, because uh, uh, obviously, according to the s- New Testament, we don't have a record of Jesus leaving either. And Jesus has not got a second name. We only know him by, well, Jesus or Yeshua. Mm-hmm. But Isaac doesn't have a second name. But the other fellows all have a second name because they all left the land of Israel. And that's why Jews that reside in Israel really only have their Hebrew name. Is that right? But the Jews around the world will have a Hebrew name and their name that's in the culture
4: that they live in. Well, we've got. I thought Christ was his second name. Isn't Christ no. his last name, Lee? <laughs> that's no. I mean, that's uh, his, his title. Is, I Sometimes I have to explain that to the uh, basic trainees. He's uh, Oh, uh, many of them are hearing about God and the Bible and Jesus for the very first time in their lives, and so uh, they they kind of look surprised when I tell them. that's not his last name now. That's his title. He's uh, he's the Christ. He's the he's the uh, Messiah. You know, that's the idea. You know, you got to give Lee credit
5: because there's a lot of people who won't know that answer. <laughs> oh, about Isaac?
4: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. At well, got, least he's got a good head on his shoulders. He knows he knows he the is. scriptures. Uh, he's got good he, shoulders under his head. He, under yeah. his head, too. Yeah. Well,
5: Jacob insisted I call in and, yeah, and, and give Lord you
4: knows a everything.
1: <laughs> uh, we have uh, a brand new mother-in-law. The day after my daughter's wedding, she had to go to the hospital with a. Uh, perforated colon. She's had oh. five operations, but she's been very, very slow in recovering. She can't talk yet, but she is showing signs of recognition and eye movement, and she is writing. Well, so I wanted right to call in and ask that's... for our prayer friend, Warriors, to Amen. lift her up, Mariette Ostini, and ask that she would fully recover Did in Jesus' Mar- name. Mariette? Yeah, M A R I E T T E, Mariette, Mariette Austini, Ostini, O S T I N I. It's a good Italian name, you know. Yeah,
4: you bet. Well, Father, I want to, I want to lift up Mariette, and, and there are lots of families across our city, and we want to remember those who are hurting at this season of the year as well. There's a lot of joy and laughter and lights and and children, and there's a, so many, so much wonderful things about this season of the year that. The world in some way seems to, the entire world seems to turn their attention toward God at least. And it's such a blessed time. But we do recognize that there there are other realities as well. There are people struggling. There are people ill. And Mariette is among them this year, this wonderful family that uh, we've known to, and, and so long and, and come to love. And so we pray for her and we pray for all of those who might be suffering and needy and, and this evening. And we pray for healing in, in Mary 's life. That you bring healing and, and strength to her, and, and give hope and peace to the family as they uh, go walk through this together. Be let them experience your presence and your comfort uh, in a very, very special way this Christmas season. Thank you, my brother, for calling in. We're glad to join with you and other praying for your. Uh, mother-in-law, this new mother-in-law, and also for other families, hurting families around our city. That's a good reminder for us. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Lee. You bet. Bless you. Have a good night's rest. Oh, oh, that's easy, Go Second segment already in the camp, so Have to take a, a brief I break. But we'll be right back, so don't you go away, please. Shepherd, we'll be back with more from the Bible Live
0: Quiz Show.
3: To the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Go tell it all the mouth.
0: Listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
4: listening to, I was just comp- we were just complimenting Jacob here in the studio that uh, beautiful Jewish voice, Barbara Streisand singing uh, about the... I don't know
5: why you're complimenting song, me about it? that, but uh, thank well, you very much. all That's...
4: things Jewish, you know. I mean, you know, if you really uh, compliment me, Jesus was Jewish, you know. If I heard uh, uh. Cochise's or, or Geronimo's wife singing, I, uh. I'd take credit for I'd be proud of it. Would so you? you? Yeah, yeah uh. I would. But uh, if it was an Apache That's sort of like stolen (laughs) valor, I think.
5: Okay. All right. So let's take a look. Okay. Uh, uh, Chapter 1, verse 1 of Matthew. Mm -hmm. It reads, The record of the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, son of David, son of Abraham. What's wrong with that
4: verse? All right. Let me see if I can tell you... uh, Said it again, it says. Okay, well, read it. It's written down for you right there. Okay,
5: so. it's right there. It's the first verse, one one.
4: This is the record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah, uh, okay. a descendant of David uh, and of Abraham. And now, this has descended instead yeah. of "Son of." Well, you got one of those that are trying to touch stuff the, up. The, they're cheating a little bit. Well, a son of David, uh, son of Abraham. Uh, and so, what is wrong with that? Is it what's wrong with it? Is it it mentions Jesus before it mentions the others?
5: Yes, in Hebrew literature, you know, remember this. In Hebrew literature, merit is passed from the elder to the younger. For example, they'll say the Jews of today don't deserve the credit for themselves; they deserve it, the merit, because it was passed down from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. So the elder uh, Jews don't pass down sin; Jews pass
4: down merit. Mm-hmm. So you never, you always list the elder first. So maybe, it, maybe we should mention here that part of the reason this is that Matthew is writing from a very, of the four Gospels, he's uh, writing sure. very from a very Jewish perspective, right? Uh, would that come yeah, to bear on sure. this? Sure, I think
5: that's a fair thing to say. Uh-huh. And
4: Abraham technically,
5: technically Abraham was what, what we would call the first Jew.
4: So, okay. Uh-huh.
5: So now it's listing Jesus, David, Abraham. That's written with the listing, the youngest first. There's only one time in Hebrew literature that you do that. You actually find a reference to it in the book of Numbers. Okay. But, so, the only time you do that is if the subsequent verse... Goes back and lists the elder first. I see. And look it's, at look at verse two. It uh-huh. goes back and starts listing the chronology correctly. I and see. verse two goes Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. So now it's gonna go correct. So that what that's telling us, that formal literature, like mm-hmm. in English, we have commas like explanation points, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So what that's telling us about verse one, since it listed the youngest first, Jesus, David, Abraham, mm-hmm. it's actually meant to convey the idea. That Jesus was worthy to receive the blessings of David and Abraham, even if they had not existed. And of course, David is a king; mm-hmm. Abraham was the father of many nations. Mm-hmm. So, there's trying to express the idea that Jesus, uh, even if David and Abraham didn't exist, is trying to, as literature, express the idea that Jesus was worthy to be a king and the father of nations.
4: And Matthew would have known this as, as a, a, a dedicated... Yeah, yeah, a, he, knows. A, yeah he, he knows. He's a Levite. Sure. He, he probably wouldn't know this. Okay, and so that, that's interesting. And, and, and the point is is that Matthew here is uh, his Hebrew name is Levi. He is presenting his gospel. The entire book of Matthew has a very strong... Um, uh, emphasis uh, is addressing it primary audience is considered to be jewish jewish people he's trying to say he, you know israel here's your king here's the messiah here's the savior so he is he is writing his book with that perspective uh for and to uh the jewish people um so and, and so that helps us explain that now and he does go back to, for example, he goes back to, like you said, to uh, Abra- through David and, uh-huh. and to Abraham, uh-huh. because that was the lineage that was the messianic uh-huh. lineage yeah. that was an, uh, that was anticipated sure. from uh, from uh, Jewish prophecies. Sure. Now then Luke, on the other hand, being a Gentile uh, a physician himself, uh, Dr. Luke. In his gospel, he goes all the way back to to Adam. Okay, he traces the lineage, yeah. and and so his is a more of a in uh, the theme of his book isn't so much directed entirely to Jewish uh, the Jewish. Uh, he traces it going back, instead of, instead
5: of going through Solomon, uh-huh. he traces it back through Solomon's brother, Nathan, because it do, because that is not essential uh-huh. for kingship. Uh, for Jews, you get your Jewishness from your mother, from your mama. And so Mary, regardless of was she, she came from. Where did that
4: little, from your mama
5: come from? No? From your mama. <laughs> So yeah, so whether she went through Solomon or Nathan, either one, mm-hmm. she's Jewish. Mm-hmm. So Jesus would be Jewish because of Mary. Mm-hmm. But you get your tribe or your kingship, shall we say, also from your father. Mm-hmm. So we all know that God is not in the tribe of Judah, mm-hmm. but uh, Joseph, the husband. That's why it says in verse. Uh, uh, 16, 1, 16, it, it says, Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. He's, now, why is that important? Because an adopted son, as an adopted daughter, would inherit whatever the adoptive father possessed. And what did Joseph possess? He had, uh, possessed the tribe of Judah, and he is in the line of kingship as well mm-hmm. so jesus is getting from as in a you might call it an adopted son of joseph he inherits equally just like a daughter would he inherits the tribe and the kingship now wow. over in mary he's getting his jewishness
4: from mary you see yes so the story starts making a lot of sense exactly They they as you often say these guys knew what they These did. guys
5: this is not second stringers <laughs> these guys knew what they were writing and and they and uh Wow! And if I might point out, look at verse 17, 117. There's something fascinating
4: about okay, this. Okay, 117. Would you, would you indulge us by reading that, perhaps? All those listed above, now you just went through this long series of, uh, of genealogies. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All those listed above include 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the Babylonian exile, and 14 generations from the Babylonian exile to the Messiah.
5: Huh, interesting. 14, hilarious. 14, and 14.
4: It says 14, 14,
5: 14. Have you ever diligently counted the number names? Uh,
4: no. I have through you because you've told me this before, and yes. so I, but no, personally, I didn't. But All I'm right. I'm eager for you to share that. The first section
5: there it says 14, and indeed there are 14. The second se- section says 14, and indeed there are 14. From David
4: to the Babylonians. Uh huh.
5: Uh-huh. And in the second section, the section of the kings, there are 14. However, in the last section, Joseph, the husband of Mary, uh, the adoptive father of Jesus, shall we say, he's number 12. Jesus would be 13, but where is 14? Now, when Matthew wrote this, Uh he's a knowledgeable Jew. He's writing this down. He's doing Jewish literature. He's doing Hebraic literature. Mm-hmm. If you were writing something in English, you'd use commas and periods and exclamation points and sure. quotes, mm-hmm. all
4: that. Well, the, the structure— in Tiny the, hearts and smiling faces, all the emo- emojis. I would say that you may, yes.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, I, I may not. Wouldn't
4: that be funny if you're reading along in Hebrew and you he saw an emoji, a little uh, smiley face? Well,
5: what I think is funny, it's all a part of American literature, but we they don't have any sounds. So we read them, but we don't pronounce the sounds. Like uh, suppose that there's a, uh, a quotation. Uh-huh. Why don't we read the sound of a quotation? Why don't we have a sound for a quotation like it says, quote, and it go go, <laughs> name, <laughs> end of quote. We don't. Uh, prenu- we actually don't read it. We just read it, but we can't sign it. So we are totally ignoring the sound of the
4: punctuation. Yeah, we've gone from my brilliant observation uh, to your rather.
5: I think. Well, I think <laughs> when we get emails in, I think people will see what I'm saying.
4: Okay. Okay. Now, okay. But there's 13. Back so Jesus
5: the, being the 13th. So mm-hmm. where
4: is the 14th? The 14th. Um, mm-hmm.
5: So where is the dun 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 ding? The 14th. Uh-huh. Was now, that the, I want to point out something when mm-hmm. Matthew put this together. He knew what he was writing. He put verse one, chapter 1, verse 17 together so that nobody could ever change it. That was his lock on the door. He wanted to make sure everybody understood. I'm saying it's 14, 14, and 14, but you count the names, it's not. He knew what he was writing. So where is the 14th? And is there anything that you can think of anywhere in the Bible where the same type of numbering system is used where it's not actually the number? It's, but There's an extra number.
4: Oh my lands! Those are wonderful questions. I'm 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 trying to remember. Does this have something to do with that last king uh, or one of the final kings of of Israel before the Babylonian exile? You know,
5: you you've nailed it. It's exactly when the, uh, the descendants of Jacob and his kids go down into Egypt. You just get, oh, it, the, you uh, nailed
1: it perfectly.
5: <laughs> okay. So, Tell me the answer. Uh, and it says there's seventy. Seventy, yes. Count them. The sixty-nine.
4: Uh huh. That's true. That is. That's the other incident uh-huh. where a number is given. See, but I told to you you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Well, okay. Put all this together. That's
5: uh, the idea. Is because God's with you. You got them. some splaining to do. Yeah. It's God. He's the in this case the fourteenth. Okay. In that case the seventieth.
4: Oh, so God is actually ah, the other yeah. person exactly. in yeah, the genealogy. In
0: well, that is great. I like that,
4: and 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 you're not just making that up. Right? Uh, no, I wish I was that smart. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is great. I really appreciate hearing that from the from the Gospel of Matthew, uh, the explanation for the for the genealogies fourteen, fourteen, fourteen. Now, there's something else about the genealogies I think that is always interesting. And, I, and I, I think we're living in what of the, the era of, of women and you know, women's power and empowerment and so on. And I think it's wonderful. I have a wife, a daughter. I want them to have opportunities and rights and privileges and so on. And, uh, of course, w- one of the things we notice in this genealogy that there are five women mentioned in the ancestry of Jesus the Messiah, which, is, which, which I think is very interesting. Especially if you get to know these women. Uh They weren't, you know, like kings and queens, and they weren't royalty. They were... Well, your question of number three
5: actually says uh, they have some questionable Mm -hmm.
4: aspects. All five had some questionable aspects to their lives or character. Uh Uh-huh. And can you name the five women listed? Uh, uh, Sure. Well, you look at them as five there. But here's the interesting thing.
5: The night before I came, I was watching PBS a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. And... uh, and there was a, uh, a thing about Mark Twain. Well, I have done a little work on Mark Twain and religion. Oh, yeah. We were talking about, about Mark Twain and our family the other night. Well, isn't that a coincidence? That a coincidence? Boy, Quinkity. I'll tell you, and we're going to talk about it again tonight. Okay. Boy, talk about a follow-up. Go for it. Anyway, it's, it's this point. So uh, Mark Twain, actually, and they were talking about this on the PBS thing, it said that he went to the Virginia City and he had to leave. Well, the reason he left, because sometimes, as Mark Twain said, he thinks it's a person with a pretty small mind that can only spell a word one way. So he was working on a newspaper, and this lady of some prominence died. And they said on the, the PBS special, and he left because he didn't want to get into a gunfight. And that's how they did it. That's not what happened. What happened was he had misspelled the word charity and wrote the word chastity. <laughs> <laughs> and her husband showed up well, outside. that's just one
4: letter different, right? Yeah.
5: And so he, her <laughs> husband right. showed up outside wearing a gun and challenged Mark Twain to come out because he's going to shoot him. That was the gunfight. And on the TV thing, on the PBS, they saying, oh, he left because he wanted to get in a gunfight. And I thought, well, that's not the story. The story is, he said her cha- her chastity was never in doubt. <laughs> he meant her charity was never in doubt. But as Mark Twain said, so when you wrote your question here, it was of questionable aspects, uh-huh. it has a certain connection to the story. just thought about Mark Twain.
4: Yes, very, very good. Uh, well, we can talk about these women, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, uh-huh. and finally Mary herself. Uh, each one of them, I mean, I I I was born out of wedlock. And I was passed around uh, 15 families before I was six and all. So, I mean, the whole idea of, well, and Jesus was actually uh, teased would not be the right word. Uh, he was actually uh, kind of ridiculed at times because, you know, where's your dad? You know, where's your, you know, that he was, this, you know, he. Mary was a single mother. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, where somebody
5: thought. says to him in the Gospels, uh-huh. at least we know
4: who our father is. Yeah, yeah. In John chapter 8. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, let's go, before we get into that further, let's go. I think Kathy is okay. on the line. All right, thank here you. As thank well. you. Uh-huh. Let's greet Kathy. Merry Christmas, Kathy. Thank you for calling in tonight. We're glad to hear from you.
3: Oh, well, thank you very much. Merry Christmas, Sophie. Merry Christmas, Jacob.
5: Well, may I say Merry Christmas back to you?
3: Well, certainly, because it is a Merry Christmas, and that's the reason for the season. That's right. That's
4: right. What's on your mind tonight?
3: Well, um, I just tuned in, and I think I missed a little bit of what you were talking about. But I did hear something about um, the first verse in Matthew. And uh, Jacob saying that there was an error uh, because, in Hebrew, um, the elder would be listed before the younger. In other words, that Jesus Christ should not be listed there first.
5: I think, My I think he is, said, unless... Yes, there's only one exception. Uh-huh. And, and, Kathy, the exception is it is proper to list Jesus first if, in the second verse... We go back to the chronology correctly. And in the second verse they do, it goes Abraham, Isaac. Abraham and Jacob. was the father
4: of Isaac. And that
5: tells us why the younger was listed first in the first verse. So in that one isolated instance, that's when it's acceptable in ancient Hebrew literature. And it says that the younger was was uh-huh. worthy was, of uh, that's right, and David was a king. Uh-huh. Abraham was a father of nation. So what they're saying is they're expressing the idea and we only know that because of the second verse uh-huh. that Jesus even if he would be worthy to be the king and the father of nations right even so if the they, other
4: even if Abraham and David had not had existed, not existed. That would be correct, Jesus yeah. would be worthy so, but uh, yeah well I have
3: a different person? I have a different take on that okay oh well no, we have uh, a and and there. I'm and I'm yeah and I actually I'm going back to uh what Jacob often calls the new testament uh-huh. as the christian scriptures uh-huh. so In the Christian scriptures, Jesus said that he existed before Abraham. And he said that
4: I am, yeah.
3: I am. Yes, and he said that to the Pharisees face to face. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why they were going to pick up stones and stone him to death and crucify him. So in my
4: opinion, there's no error there because Jesus was there first. Amen. Well no, he didn't say it to be accurate. Uh, and you said you did tune in a little late and didn't catch the totality of it. But he wasn't saying there was an error. He was saying, actually, the, the opposite is that normally this would be done, except that if it's followed by Abraham, then actually what it turns out to be, it's not an error. It's that Matthew was intentionally doing that to indicate the worthiness of Jesus, the Messiah, um it, that he is worthy of adulation and admiration, even if Abraham and David had not existed. am I getting it yeah. right? Yeah.
5: Hey Kathy, are you Yeah no, well
4: it has no wait a
3: minute, wait a minute. Let me say something please because sure. Jacob you go on and on all the time and you and you kinda just uh you're you're very wordy. So please let me say what I have to say. Sure. The fact is Jesus said himself, "Before Abraham was, I am." So that's the reason why Jesus is listed first. He—it's not because he's worth uh, more loyalty or whatever you said, Sophie. The fact of the matter was, he existed before time began. So that's what the Christian
4: the Christian scriptures say. Interesting thought. It really is. I mean, it, it, technically, then. And he, I think Matthew is giving preference. Matthew is pre- giving deference to
3: Jesus because he knew Jesus was the Messiah. And there's no mistake. There's no error there. That is correct. Jesus existed before Abraham and before David.
4: But to be fair, Kathy, he never said there was an error. It, 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 that that wasn't his statement. So yeah. it, yeah, you know what? I,
3: I'm not going to play word games. I'm just saying, this is what was, this is in Christian scriptures. So let's just go with it, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm so tired of the Christian bra- bashing that Jacob does so much of the time. And it just really upsets me. So anyhow, this is Christmas. We're celebrating the birth of the Messiah, the Jewish Messiah. So, Give it a break, Jacob. Okay.
5: <laughs> well, are you going? Kathy's are on you your going to C- Kathy? I'll be happy to. Uh, if you don't hang up and don't run away, I'll be happy to uh, try not to be Let's too. Give you a chance
4: worried. to re- respond. Uh, a are little you still bit there? Or did said? you hang
5: up, Kathy? No, she's still there, but I'm I her part of oh, so the dance. Oh, so she can't respond to well, me? Sure, she can. Uh, uh, are you there, Kathy? Yeah, I don't run away from
3: anything, Jacob.
5: Okay, well, I, see, I didn't know that you had been potted down. I apologize, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I was trying to say that I was substantiating what that there's no error, that the literature, I'm not talking about Jesus himself as a person. I'm talking about as the literature. The literature was completely written by a very knowledgeable person on how to use these verses to indicate that Jesus was superior in all ways, today, because in the Gospels they meant to express that he was superior, and all I was saying was in the ancient Hebrew literature, that's the way you would express that. And so, actually, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that the literature itself actually supports what you're saying.
3: Oh, great! Okay. Well, thank you. I'm 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 glad to hear you say that.
4: Uh, all right. We are at peace. <laughs> As the angel at Christmas said, "Peace <laughs> to you." Uh, yeah, most most of the time, I frankly, uh, to be honest, Kathy, most of the time, the things that Jacob discovers and shares with us from that Hebrew perspective language and whatever, most of the time, it, is, it turns out to be incredibly supportive. Uh, in fact, I'm not sure of other of any time it doesn't, but incredibly supportive of the the messianic claims of of Jesus. Yeah, uh, you know, we it, it, we. I, I like the input that he gives us. I like that that understanding of the literature and the literary literary forms and the 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 way uh, because Jesus was a Jew, Matthew's a Jew, early believers were Jews. The writers, Paul was a Jew, and so to us to get an understanding of those Jewish um, of the Jewish writing and Jewish history, Jewish culture in that sense, it can do nothing but enrich our understanding of who jesus was and his work uh, as the messiah uh that that's uh, that's why we pay him the big bucks here you know just help us and our focus here of course is the the literature uh the this is the bible lives so we're really focusing we want to know what does this book actually say what did the writers these authors and writers and and, and god himself even ultimately see, and look the scriptures? If, if
5: you would like to see a comparative verse look at one 20, verse okay. 20.
4: 1, verse 20. Let me look at that. Uh, it's after the genealogies. It, is. it says, uh, it's talking about Joseph now. Yes. Uh, the father uh, or, or the, the husband uh-huh. uh, of, of, of Mary. Of Mary. Uh-huh. As Joseph considered this, uh, he had evidently he had three, three possibilities. Uh, his wife, Mary, was pregnant. Uh, but without, uh, 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 what do you call, it? conceived by the Holy Spirit. He did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he was going to break the engagement quietly so as not to bring shame upon her. Well, or what even... I
5: was concentrating
4: on is the idea of, this is Joseph, son of David. Yeah, and then as he considered these things about his wife, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, and the angel said, uh, Joseph, son of David, of don't be afraid. Maybe we'll come back to it next week. Uh, maybe.
5: Okay. Right. Well, listen. I, I wanted to be. T- I don't want to be too wordy, but I do want to say. <laughs> uh,
4: try to always be the kind of person you'd like to have for a parent. And folks, have a wonderful Christmas celebration with your families, and uh, and uh, may the peace of God be with you and your household.
3: The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture.
4: And it's brought to you by Crew Military Ministry.
3: Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas 78218.
0: Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The, the Bible, Bible Live Quiz Church. Show.